This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. It's Fetish Friday. <laughs> and I'm singing my intro. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't not sing my intro. Somebody recently was like, oh, I really like your voice. It's very sing-songy. <laughs> I don't know why I do it. I can't really sing, but I sometimes I sing when I talk. It's so fucked up. But anyway, this is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. It's Fetish Friday. It's called the Strictly Anonymous Podcast because everybody remains anonymous on my on my show. So if you have a fetish that you want to talk about, while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on the show or just go to Instagram or Twitter and follow me at Strict Anonymous. That's at Strict Anonymous. You follow me there and you could DM me there. I'm looking for people with fetishes. I look for women, especially. Does any women have fetishes? I don't know. <laughs> um, I also just list, you know, like to talk to uh, people that have naughty secret lives that they want to talk about. Or even if your life isn't secret, but it's interesting and you want to talk about it while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. All the uh, information, like my email and my podcast and my uh, website is in the description. Since this is Fetish Friday and this is an episode about Patreon, um, pantyhose, I'm going to tell you about my Patreon account. I do have a Patreon. I have different tiers there. The lowest tier, you see anonymous pics of all my guests, which is super interesting. You get all my episodes early and ad free. And if you join the hoser tier... Okay, my hosers are guys that have the pantyhose fetish, which which most likely is you because you're listening to this episode. Uh, and that is a really effing great tier to join. For $7 a month, you could cancel at any time. You not only get like all the stuff that I said before, which is all the episodes early ad free and the pics, anonymous pics of all my guests, but you get extra pantyhose content. Since that has been up and running for years, there's probably like 50 extra pantyhose exclusive episodes over there that have never been aired anywhere except for my Patreon, as well as polls and contests, pantyhose reviews that I do, and all that good stuff. So if you want 
extra exclusive Panios fetish content and you want to be one of my hosers, then go over and join my Patreon. It's super fun. Uh, I love that tier. We have contests, all kinds of things. So anyway, just you go join. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That link is in the description. If you want to just call up and leave a confession on my confessions line, you could do that. The number is 347-420-3579, 347-420-3579. I changed the voices over there as well. If you want to talk to me on the DL but you don't want it to be aired. Most of the time people use this service, the private calls with me, uh, because they have a problem and they want some unprofessional advice. <laughs> uh, I offer that. Uh, so me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll give you all the details. It's a 45-minute call. It's $100. I love those calls because I love nothing more than to just analyze someone's problems for them and help them. <laughs> so if you have a problem that you want analyzed, I could do it. I'm your girl. Um, but let me get to this week's guest, Bobby and Jordan. Bobby is the guy in the relationship who is a hoser and has a pantyhose fetish, and Jordan is his now wife. Now, Bobby and Jordan called in a while ago, and that they created, they did an exclusive episode for my Patreon all about their Instagram account and wearing hose, and they wear hose together, and they take pictures, and they were up on Instagram, and we talked about all of that. But they came on to do another episode, which is going out to everybody, uh, and this time we focused mainly on Bobby's fetish, how it started for him, you know, when he started wearing, how and when he told his partners he was married before he has an ex-wife, he told her, he talks about her reaction and what happened between them after he confessed, how she felt about it, as well as then how he met his current girl and how straight up he was with her, how she reacted, the brands he likes, what he enjoys about pantyhose. It's not just about SEX for him. And then the fun thing about this episode is after I talk to him and get his whole background, we get on Jordan. His wife calls in and I talk to her totally separate and get her viewpoint. This is a woman who found out early on right from the get-go that her guy not only loved to see her in pantyhose, but also loved to wear them. And she talks about, you know, how he brought it up how she felt about it, whether or not she's turned on when he's wearing hose, when they're having sex together, uh, how, how and why she started her own Instagram account, you know, with her wearing pantyhose, how she feels about pantyhose. Did she wear them before she met him or did she start wearing them now that she met him? She talks about that. She talks about her own per brands that she loves, one being Sony Panda, which I had never heard about. And she talked a lot about this one brand that's very inclusive and supports men. So I want to give them a shout out. I want to get her on the show. She was like, and maybe a lot of you, uh, uh, pantyhose fetish guys already know about Sony Panda, but she was a woman that did pantyhose reviews and she eventually just started her own line. And like I said, she's very inclusive with men and all that kind of stuff. That's why Bobby and Jordan really love her. Jordan loves her hose uh, for a lot of reasons and she explains why. And we talk about that. And like I said, we she really gets in deep about her feelings on his fetish. Now, Bobby and Jordan have the kind of relationship that every hoser would want to have. He's able to be himself, wear his hose. She's down with it. 
and everything, is, you know, and they are out and proud. And they are also out and proud on Instagram. You could see them. There are links in the description to their Instagram account. She has her own private one. She talks about that. Like I said, we get their whole backstory from both sides, from the both of them, not both sides. <laughs> We get both sides from the both of them on this episode. So it's super interesting. First, I talked to Bobby, then Jordan comes on. You're going to love it. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Bobby and Jordan. This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Hi, Bobby. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I feel like I did things backwards with you, Bobby. I'm having you on a Fetish Friday to talk about your pantyhose fetish. You have been on before uh, with your, is it your wife or your girlfriend? So it's wife now. Before we, when we had taped before, we were, it was before we got married, but we got married uh, end of September. So oh, wife now. Congratulations. Well, I had you and your now wife on my show in the past, and we'll definitely talk about the fact that your girl's not like very down and open about your pantyhose fetish, you wearing them and stuff, because you guys do have this Instagram. That's how I found you on Instagram, where you guys wear hose together and take pictures. And we did a whole episode on that with your girl. She was on it as well. For people, if they want to listen to that episode, that is on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous. I'll just give, you know, the links to Patreon is in my description. But what I wanted to get from you today is your backstory on your pantyhose fetish, because I didn't get that really on that first episode. So, you know, I, uh, I'm i going to air this for Fetish Friday. So why don't you tell me your story about your pantyhose fetish? Yeah, so I mean, it's... Um I can't really pinpoint when or how it started. I mean, it's really just been something that even as I was little that I just kind of found like seeing uh, women wear it or like in movies and shows like I was like, I really enjoyed seeing that and was attracted to that. And like, I remember growing up, like it was always associated with like a sex scene or something sexy in a movie. So I think like that just those two things just kind of crosswired in my brain. And I just kind of associated that with like an attractiveness and just really kind of started diving more into it. And, and from what I've been told, I guess, like when I was little, um, like, cause my mom would wear when she, when she would work and she would come home, I guess when I was little, like I would rub her feet and her legs when she was wearing them just from like the tactile sensation. And so, um, I mean, that's, probably I would say like the origin of just kind of finding this material like tactilely pleasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even at that age. Yeah, because you're not even sexualizing it really yet, right? No. E- very early on. Eventually it does become that way, but you don't even have the hormones to be into sex when you're like rubbing your mom's feet, I'm sure. Right. And I mean I would find them like laying around in the bedroom and like I would just like mess with them and it was a hundred percent just like the feeling and the touch. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Like, just loving that. And then, I mean, fast forward to, you know, hormone stage as a teenager. And I honestly don't even know what possessed me. Like, I would still see it in movies. And I was like, I was like, you know what? The internet has all kinds of things. Like, I just, I think I just searched pantyhose pics or something one day. And, like, all these websites, like, all these old amateur websites that are now gone, like, just started popping up. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. There is actually a, a thing for this. <laughs> wow. So, like. Mm-hmm. That really kind of started that whole thing. And then 
as I was, you know, starting and watching those, it's like, okay, well, it's like, I knew my mom had them. And so it's like, okay, well, let's just try a pair on, like, let's just see what that feels like. And so I remember sneaking into her room. I wasn't even sneaking because she was gone. No one was home at the time, but like going into her room, getting them out of the drawer and like putting them on and trying them on. And I would just wear them when no one was home for a little bit. And then I would like, and she had like the the legs ones are in like kind of the small little box thing. So I figured out how to open the box. So it didn't look like I'd messed with them or anything. And then I would put them, I'd wear them and then I'd like put them back in and make sure and like stick it back in exactly just like, like nothing had ever happened. So <laughs> that's kind of how a lot of that started. Yeah. And I think what it would, the, the thing that why it gets wired so hardwired at that age is because I think at that age, little boys, I, the minute you start to get erect, like it's just, you're just erect all the fucking time. You know? So I yeah. think that <laughs> the odds of you getting a hard on while you're now wearing that and now you, you know, you create this connection is very highly possible because you're just horny all the time at that age, you know, you're surging. Raging hormones. Yeah, and I don't even think at that time, like when I first started wearing them, that like I was like, yeah, obviously as a like the hormones are raging, but I wasn't even associating it with uh, like masturbating or anything at that time. Like that came a little bit. Oh, so you didn't even get it. You that's Mm, interesting. Yeah, like when I first started, it wasn't. I would just wear them because I, you know, it was fun to like. They felt nice and like it wasn't even. Like I would just do stuff around the house and then like, cause I was by myself. And so, and then like, I'd take them off or whatever, but it wasn't even until probably, I don't know, a little bit later that I was like, oh, this is, I actually was like, you know, maybe I'll try masturbating in them. And I was like, oh man, this is, this is way different sensation because you had the sensation of the feeling of them plus obviously doing that. So, I mean, that's where, yeah, I mean, those early like teen years, a lot of it was much more of like it wearing it wearing hers at least was much more about masturbating and doing that. So while right. looking at images and watching videos. So. But it didn't start that way. How do you know? I mean, cause you mentioned early on like, Oh, my mom tells me that when I was younger, I would rub her feet in her legs. I mean, does she know about your pantyhose fetish or she just tells you that story just because, you know, she's telling you things about when you were younger. I think she just tell me when things are younger. They don't, as, as far as I know, my family knows nothing about it. Um, They've never said, and I'm sure as a teen, like, I thought I was being sneaky as, like, a young teen. Like, I'm sure she maybe knew that I was messing with them, mm-hmm. but I don't think she knew to, like, the extent of what I was doing. Well, I have so. to say, because, <clears throat> and we're going to get back to your story. I like to hear it in chronological order, but I do interrupt yeah. my guests sometimes. Because <laughs> no. I do no, have right. your Instagram in front of me, and I have to say, the first time I talked to you, You guys were on there on the DL, and I have to say that it seems like you have turned a corner, not only in your relationship with your girl, you guys are married now, you also are like right fucking out there on Instagram. Yeah, so um, literally the week after we got married, so I'm not to get into the Instagram thing, but like our page got shut down. Like we were just out of the blue. Like we had never been warned or anything and our page just got shut down. Mm -hmm. And like at that point, like we, we had a pretty, you know, modest following and, but like, how many people? This is stupid. At that time we had 3,300, I think. Mm -hmm. 
And so that weekend we were going away on a cabin and we had scheduled to do a live with um, another couple that are on there that we've become friends with. And we're like, Hey, you know, we're going to do this live. Like we're just going to show our faces. Like this is going to be like a big reveal because we had been on the DL for so long. And like, you know what, this isn't a big deal. If anyone in our family or friends is like, finds us, it's like, they're looking for it. So you know what, we're not ashamed of this. And so when we did start bring back the other page, we just said, you know what, let's, let's just do this. Like, let's just show ourselves like what are, you know what, we're not going to hide behind this anymore. And it opened up a lot of, um, at least for that, it opened up a lot more opportunities for us with that. And then even moving on to doing uh, some paid sites. So like we made a conscious decision to like, you know what, we're not going to be hidden anymore. We do still use, you know, our J and B just trying to keep, some level of an anonymity so that way it's like not as easy to find us but i mean you could i mean you could figure it out we've always told people like if someone found our photos they're gonna know it's our house they're gonna know it's us like it's not that hard to figure out even without showing our faces this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Right, right. Well, it, that's interesting. And I can't wait to get to that point where... You, Because, listen, you're at the top of the mountain for a lot of people. You know, you're where a lot of people wish they could be. Not uh, on Instagram, you know, with a million, like a ton of followers, but out with who you are and as well as with a partner who knows and is down with it, you know. So let's let's keep go, go back to your journey and start off like when you're a teenager because you didn't meet her yet. You know, I wonder what what were you always open with people about your fetish, like women that you dated? Was this girl, your wife, the first one? I mean, what was, how did you, how how did you get to this point? Yeah. So, um, so I met my ex-wife when we were both 16, I think. And so like, I didn't really tell her about it, um, till later on. And so like, it was still always closeted and, it wasn't until probably like, um, I don't know, probably later into high school and to like beginning of college that she kind of found out that I was into it. She didn't know I wore, but she knew I was into it. How did she um, find out? So I told her. I mean, I told oh, her that okay. I liked it. And mm-hmm. then like I showed her some sites that I'd been on. Like I had a membership to one site and I was like, hey, you know, if you're looking for stuff to watch or whatever, like here's a site that I pay for. Here's some videos. I said, they're all pantyhose stuff but you know that's just kind of what I'm into like it's whatever you know and so she was like somewhat humoring of like that I liked it um she didn't really she wore one time that I remember like early on in our relationship um but at one point like you know she did find out that I wore them I think she I think I remember how I told her but like at some point I did tell her that you know I do wear these and the only ones we had at the time in my house or at the house we were living in, which was my parents, were hers. So I would wear them and masturbate. Still at that point, it was still very much a sexual thing for me. Like, that's what I would wear. And then, you know, when I would masturbate or whatever. 
And so she's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not okay with you wearing them. Like you should probably just get your own. And so, um, we ended up buying a couple pairs for me and that was the first time that I had some. And then, uh, so even during that time, like it was still very much a sexual thing. Um, but you know, the tactile sensation had always been there. And so after finally now having my own, like that taboo, like kind of that rush of like sneaking around, like using other ones, like that was kind of went away. And so then I would just start wearing them like occasionally, like at night for a few hours and, you know, I'd wear them and maybe she wouldn't realize I was wearing them when we would have sex. And, and so that kind of lasted for a little while. And then she just wasn't into me wearing them at all. Like she, she said she was like, okay with it but you can tell when someone's like yeah i'm okay with it when they're really not that's kind of the way (laughs) i mean listen you gotta give her a for like effort the fact that she tried and you can't say that everyone has to be into it everyone's different so but at least she did try i think that that's great it's great that you were able to put it out with her it's also great you know to her and let her know about it that's very brave of you and it's cool that she tried maybe she just didn't like it you know yeah, and, and that was, I mean, at first it was like, I think it was because it was, they kind of came out more later on in our relationship. And mm-hmm. at that time, her and I had talked, she's like, you know, maybe if you would have told me about this earlier on, I would have been more up to doing it. And, you know, maybe it would have been something that would continue, but we had already had like an established relationship before this kind of came in. And, and we tell the same people all the time too, like, hey, you know, some people aren't into it and that's okay. Exactly. You know, maybe they're just not, maybe they're just not the right person necessarily for you it doesn't mean that your whole relationship has to be based on it but Mm -hmm. I mean fast forward to that relationship ending and that's a whole (laughs) another that's a whole nother podcast worth of conversations right but it wasn't because (laughs) of the panios I mean when she said to you well let me ask you this though because I'm sure people listening have been in your position guys that have mentioned it maybe their girl is not into it and that's what I hear a lot from the hosers that I talk to I've talked to a lot of guys with this fetish and there's a lot of guys who have been there's a lot of guys that have never told their wives that's one person right then there's a lot who Mm -hmm. have and their wife is like okay and they tolerate it but they're not into it you know and every hoser's biggest dream is that his girl not only will tolerate but be really be into it and i do hear from a a lot of hosers as well that put it out there and their girl just not like kind of accepted but really wasn't into it you know so, I mean, there was definitely like a tolerance of it. And then like, it kind of became a thing where she's like, I don't approve of this behavior. Like she like full swish, like it's a deviant behavior, this fetish. I'm oh, like, wow. Like it was a full on. So like, then it's like, well, I can't like, what am I supposed to do? She's like, I don't want to see you wearing them. So like, I had to like go back to being in the closet, you know, being in the closet. So like I would put them on, I'd put pants on over them and like socks. So that way she wouldn't see it. And then when she'd go to bed, like I would just just wear them with like shorts out like out in the living room. It's like, this was the only way I could, you know, still be a part of it. And so like to that point in my life, it was less about the sexual nature of it and more about like just actually enjoying wearing them. So that's where like at some point there was a, like, I think it was when they, I finally did get my own pair. Like the shift came from like, it wasn't a hundred percent a sexual thing to now it's more of like, this is something I like wearing. I like the feel. I like, you know how they look like there's still a sexual component of it but it's definitely shifted you know 
that like the wearing and the look of it has become, has kind of trumped more of the sexual thing even that's though interesting. like mm-hmm. even though like that sexual thing is still very much there totally. but it's not like the driving force so I've heard that um, before, but typically I've heard it like, oh, it was only sexual. And then eventually over time, it became more so just the feeling of it and just hanging around wearing them. And sometimes even the sex goes out of it. This is talking probably guys that are way older than you. Um, yeah. But it, it's, it sort of started out that way for you. That was always the strong part of it, right? Like, because you weren't, when you put them on, it wasn't like immediate, like, hard on. It was more so you liked the feeling. Yeah. And right. what do you get out of it? Like, if you had to explain it. Like wearing them or yeah, just? wearing them. Ah. Uh- oh, man, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that. It's a good uh, question because I, I. Yeah, it's a great question. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, now I think like it's just I really just enjoy like like it very much has reverted back to the tactile sensation of it. Like I'm very a tactile person. Like I mean, I enjoy soft things. Like I mean, a lot of people do, but like tactile is a very big thing for me. And like just feeling the material, like and there are certain brands that I can't wear because I don't like the feel of the material. Um, but like that has become the big thing. It's like it's just something I can enjoy wearing that's comfortable. Like some people put sweatpants on because that's how they just want to lounge around at night. Like I'll throw a pair on just, you know, just to lounge around with shorts at night during the winter because it's a little chilly. And, you know, so it's very much. Yeah, I think maybe you're yeah. ta- you're it must be that like because listen, a ta- the tactile thing, it's like a sense, right? That sense in yeah. you is obviously heightened and that's your dominant sense. You're very tactile. I think everyone has different parts of themselves that are stronger than others, right? Some people hear more, they smell more, right? I'm very visual. You're you're very into the tactile stuff. So it would make sense that if you were that something that you enjoyed would become, you know, that it could become a fetish or something that you're really into and uh, right yeah and i mean even like when i sit and wear them like just lounging around like i'll sit there and like rub my own legs not just because i want to rub my legs but like just feeling the material like i'll just sit there and mess with the material and feel it and then when like if jordan and i are wearing together like obviously i'll i won't rub my own leg like i'll rub hers like um but yeah it's it's very much shifted to like a lot of it's like a tactile thing now and i mean there's still a very strong sexual like especially now with the relationship, like we, we do enjoy doing that together. Um, yeah, it's just, let's get to that relationship though. So you get married to this one woman, she never is fully into it, but you were brave enough to put it out there. So now you meet Jay Jordan, right? I mean, okay. And so let's talk about that. Like, were you, because your ex-wife told you like, Hey, if you would have told me in the beginning, things would have wound up different. Did you take her advice and start off this relationship? Like this is who I fucking am right up from the get go. Yeah. So I even, so even before Jordan, like I had another relationship where I even told that I'd even told her up front about it. Um, she was kind of on board. She tried it. It just, that relationship just didn't work out. Uh, I mean, other Mm -hmm. things. Um, and so I was like, you know, going into this one, like I've had two kind of bad relationships. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be open and honest with someone. Like, like, what do I have to lose at this point? Like when I told her, I think we'd only known each other for a couple of weeks. And so like, we were just texting and she was just, you know, we were playing games, like just trying to find each other, figure out each other. And she's like, 
it's like, Hey, do you have any kinks? And I was like, well, you know, I do have this one. It's, it's like a pantyhose fetish. Like I'm just into it. Like, I just like it at that point. I had not told her that I wore, it was just that I find it attractive that other people wore. And she was like, Oh, that's fine. Like, that's totally normal. Like, you know, I know that's a big thing. And so like, she just accepted it right from there. Like there was no hesitation. She was totally cool with that. So then, you know, so, I mean, we went through our whole, you know, uh, about another month or two, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I think we were playing just another, like we were playing another card game. And I think it was like, what's something weird that you have in your house or like something, something along those lines, a, a normal or whatever. And I was like, well, you know how I said that, like I'm into Pantyos things. She's like, yeah. I was like, well, I have, I have some, like I have my own pairs. Like I wear them. Wow. And I think it like, you could tell like that just kind of like caught her off guard. But she's like, you could just see like it processing in her brain. She's like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, you know, it's, you know, I other guys are into it. It's like, whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, she just, from that point on, like she knew I'd worn. And then like I'd worn a couple times over like going to her house. Like I'd worn a couple times. And like at that point, I'd just like, hey, you know, this is me. And like, I didn't like say I was going to wear them. Like mm-hmm. I would just put them in my bag and like I would just like go to the bathroom to change for like the night and I just put them on and it just you know it was just it is what it was she didn't she didn't mind or have any like negative reaction to it and then she kind of started making it a point to um you know where like when we would do date nights or she would put a pair on to like signal like hey like I know you're into this like I'm ready to go like so um I'm so, surprised yeah, I mean, you didn't marry her right there I know, like, <laughs> you know I mean, mean, we've had a, yeah, I mean, we've had a pretty quick relationship. I mean, we've only known each other for a year and a half now. And I mean, so, but I mean, it's just when you know, you know, kind of, yeah, you it's just one of those things like, yeah, we, we both had kind of had, you know, not super great past relationships. Like we knew what we wanted. We knew what, you know, where things had gone wrong with that. And we didn't want to bring those to this. And so like, we just very much worked on ourselves and our own relationship early on. And like things just kind of, you know, went crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's great. And I'm so excited that we're actually going to hear from her next because yeah. I think every hoser, a lot of hosers, I think you're going to find m- more people who don't have a partner that either knows or is totally into it. You know, every hoser would love to be you and they want to hear from the girl who's as open as she is. You know, you're very lucky. Don't you think? Yeah. And oh, I, I totally understand how lucky I am. Like it is not lost on me from, especially from being on the other side for so long for wanting like a relationship like this and not having that. And like, you know, with the page, like we get questions all the time and like, you know, about like, what do I do to get my partner into it? Or like, you're so lucky. And it's like, I tell people, it's like, you know, I've been on your side. Like I understand like, and it is not lost on me. Like how, good this has been especially for like being into the fetish and like finding someone that is openly okay with me wearing and will wear and is starting her own journey with it as well too right so did you get her into them do you think i think so from and she could tell you her own story but like from what she's told me is like you know she always found i think so she was one of those scene kids back in the day so she would wear like uh, ripped up ones or whatever with her clothes. And then like, 
as she got older, she's like, you know, these are work really well with dresses for going out. So she always knew it was like a fashion sense of it, but mm-hmm. she never, she never knew like how deep this community is and like what's out there till like we started doing the page and like I exposed her to it a little bit more. And so I think she's really kind of, I don't, she's not taken aback, but like she's just kind of been shocked by like what is all out there and how massive like this fetish is like she knew it was a big one but I don't think she knew to what extent yeah I put a poll out on my patreon to my hosers about something I forget what it was that prompted someone to say something about how women don't really understand cis women straight women right that don't really understand the power of wearing pantyhose and how much more attention you'd get if you put them on every day. I never realized that until I got into doing what I do and started talking to hosers. I was like every other girl out there, the majority of women out there that hates pantyhose and would mm-hmm. never want to wear them, thinks they're totally unfashionable. And uh, and there was a lot of things I was missing. A, the first thing I realized was like, oh my God, like they make your legs look so much better. It's kind of like makeup for your face. You know, why wouldn't you put it on your legs? You put it all over your face every day. You know what I mean? Why are you walking yeah. out with your... And, but the other thing is that if they knew, if straight, like if women out there knew that the power it has over so many men, I mean, it's a very common thing, not for all guys to wear them, but even just the hosers that just like to see them on women. It's so, it's such a fucking turn on that, uh, but I don't think that the majority of women know. I know now because I've talked to so many hosers and now your girl knows because she's with you, but I don't think the average woman knows the the head turning and what's the attention she's getting when she wears them as opposed to when she doesn't. Right, and I I think a big thing too for a lot of, you know, some straight women out there that don't realize that too or, you know, have this, uh, like, they don't like them or whatever. Yeah. I think a lot of them just associate it so much with like their grandparents or like the grocery store brands that, yeah. and, and I, and when I started, cause like I bought Jordan a few pairs to start with and, but I would buy her brands that I wore that I liked. And she realized, Oh man, these are actually pretty comfortable. Like totally. they fit me well. And I think, and I think that's a huge thing. And even like, as I've gone through it, like I've found brands that, like, I don't like them because they don't fit well or they're just not comfortable And so like, I've even kind of started that process myself of like, yeah, I can't, I don't want to wear these because they're just not comfortable. Right. And imagine probably most women out there only tried one kind, you know, and just then gave it all up. That's exactly why I was changed by my hosers because what happened was early on my Patreon, I'm like, what kind of content am I going to have here? And what, what I did was set up a wish list. Guys were buying me hose and I was doing reviews and honest reviews because I'm not like a person acting and pretending I'm into pantyhose. I was like, I straight up don't fucking like them. You know what I mean? But you guys could try to talk me into it. So I'm going to be honest if my mind was changed. And it was because I tried every effing brand, style, den, color, you know, and I was so surprised at the difference, you know, and I definitely think so many people out there try one kind or they think they attribute to it to like, like you said, like your grandma's uh, ones or just a bad pair that they got and they think everything, but they're not all made alike. And with that said, what I want to hear from you before we get to my call with Jordan, I want to hear like, what are those brands that you love and that you don't love? And what do you prefer? 
Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the big one that everyone says is Wolford, which I mean, it, it's very hard to go wrong with them. Like I love the Wolford ones. I mean, they are probably some of the softest I've ever worn or felt. So like, those are probably my top one. Um, one of our friends just bought us, uh, some Calzadonia tights. Oh, I've never I heard of that. Tr- I, I, I've heard of them. I've, wanted to try them just um she bought us some pairs and sent it to us and i'm i'm changed like i love them I really get more and those are tights they are tight yeah the ones she got me are um i think they're 50 denier so they're more mm-hmm. opaque but mm-hmm. i mean they have they have the whole spectrum like every other hosiery brand from shears to patterns to everything so like i want to dive more into them yeah, yeah, um, yeah what did you like about we, the casadonia tights uh it was just like the feel like they were just even for like the 50 denier like they were very loose and like not loose but like they weren't like constricting the mm-hmm. color was really nice on them and like just the material like you could tell it was a really quality material and they're kind of inexpensive right so that's a huge one like luxury yeah. brands are just like wolford is so expensive but like i love them they're so expensive so it's like what's the happy medium I um, found what I was really surprised was there was a brand that was very low budget and I was like, they're fucking great. And I forget what it is. You probably know. Because when I said I was like shocked and did this review, a lot of hosers mm-hmm. were like, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, you know, it's a it's a lower level brand, but it was like the uh, the they felt higher end. Like, I just thought that they were great. Do you know what I'm talking about? Which it's not, it wasn't legs. It was maybe silky. I forget what it was, but it was like $7 pair, but they were great. Like Hanes, I know, has maybe like Hanes. Silk, yeah. It's like silk reflections or something. Yeah, like maybe that's some, what it was. Right. There are, yeah, there's um the, the friends I was telling you about, they have a pair that they wear all the time and they're really cheap, like inexpensive that they love. And I forget what they're, which ones those are. But they, yeah, exist. there are some like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there are some Hanes and legs that are, uh, a lot better than you know just the ones you buy off the shelf yeah um, totally and i think what's great about you and what's interesting to ask you your brands that you like is because you're so into the tactile you're probably a good connoisseur of <laughs> you know hose. yeah yeah like finding the right material yeah. like you'll hear from you'll hear from jordan like her take on it is much different like hers is all about the fit because she's a little bit more curvy so mm-hmm. like hers is a hundred percent like they have to fit like and some of the brands aren't made for people that are curvy so that's part of like what and i'm sure she'll tell you about it like what she wants to do is like have honest reviews about brands that are more body inclusive and do fit curvy people a little bit better than like the ones that are made for sticks that don't totally yeah 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 very important Mm -hmm. yeah and that's what you guys are going to be doing over, because I know you have your, why don't you give a shout out to your Instagram page and, you know, uh, and what else do you guys have that you said you had other paid sites and stuff? I mean, you have the Instagram. I know you're going to start a podcast eventually, correct? Yeah. Yes. Eventually we will start a podcast. Our So our goal with like the podcast would be not only like diving in more about like our relationship with this doing like some reviews and stuff but also like just kind of with you like we really like how you approach it like we want to dive and interview more people about the Mm -hmm. hosiery fetish right and dive into like other fetishes because it's like you know we're just genuinely curious people so like we would love to hear other stories of what people have just to kind of learn what's out there and just you know 
creating another environment where people can have like, you know, positive conversations about fetishes or, you know, all these things that, you know, for so long have just been like shunned. Like you're not allowed to talk about that type thing. Right. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where we want to go with the podcast. But give um, the shout have, out for the Instagram and then with the other stuff that you guys do. Yeah. So, so we have our Instagram page, which is love.and.nylon. Um, so that page is really about our journey as a couple wearing together. Um, we do different uh, photos with, you know, different ways that we wear them around the house. Um, even on right now, we, we did a wedding shoot since we just got married. We found some tights to kind of replace. Like she found some wedding tights to wear under her dress. I replaced my pants with some gray tights that we had just to kind of have fun with it and just kind of show more of our life and relationship in regards to hosiery as well. Um, and then we have an OnlyFans as well, where uh, our Instagram page is very PG. Um, our OnlyFans, which is Love and Nylon, at Love and Nylon, no periods, just Love and Nylon, all t- one word. Um, that's a lot more uh, risque, I would say. Okay, You'll and they can find more. your yeah, and they can find links to all that on your Instagram, and we'll talk about it a little bit more with uh, yeah. Jordan. So thanks for calling in and telling your side, and I think it's going to yeah. be great that we're going to now hear from Jordan. Yep. So thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. Appreciate it. This is the strictly anonymous podcast. Uh, hi, Jordan. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. I just talked to Bobby, your guy, and now I'm talking to you. I want to hear your side of things because what's so interesting, I mean, Bobby had that first marriage where uh, she was very, you know, he had to be like closeted and then he meets you and you're like the unicorn in the hoser world. I call guys that are at Debanio's hosers. (laughs) You know, in that world, you're the kind of woman that every guy wishes he could meet because you're very accepting and down with his pantyhose fetish. So what what I want to hear from you and I think what a lot of guys would love to hear is like, you know, how was that experience for you? Like when you met him, when he first told you and then how it sort of evolved, if you want to tell me that story. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I get asked this all the time. Yeah. And to me, I'm just like, I don't feel like it was any sort of big moment right. for me when mm-hmm. he told me. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, um, it really didn't throw me off at all. I was just like, okay, like, that's fine. I mean, he said that he had, um, like, I asked him if he had, you know, any sort of kink. And he said, yes, I have one. And then, he told me and like when he said he had one before he told me what it was like in my head I'm like oh man this could be like any number of things totally <laughs> like, yeah. like I hopefully it's something that like I you know am comfortable with or something mm-hmm. that I've done before or something you know I did get a little bit nervous and then when he told me I was just like oh okay like that's not a big deal that's that's fine um yeah, in a like weird nothing. way, it is kind of good to lead with that, even if, like, so the guy could actually bring it up and say, hey, let's talk about our kings. Do you have any? Like, I have one. And then I think the natural reaction would be like, oh, my God, does he want to shit on me? Does he want to, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just, like, thinking, you know. The worst. What is this? Yeah, like, um, and, you know, I'm the kind of person, like, if it was something I wasn't comfortable with, mm-hmm. I would not... Um, I still wouldn't judge him for it. I still, you know, 
even if it wasn't something, and I'm kind of the kind of person that will try anything once. And then if I don't like it, then I'm like, okay, like I'm honest about it. I don't like that. Um, but I'm also not the kind of person that would stop him from having an outlet with it. So like if he needed, if, if it was something like I wasn't able to do for him, then I'm okay with him watching porn. I'm okay with, you know, other things. Um, and if it's a deal breaker for him that I'm not able to do it, then that's just the relationship isn't going to work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one though was just, I was just like, okay. But at that time he did not tell me that he wore. Right. Okay. It was just that he was into it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, like I know this is something a lot of guys think is hot. Um, and then it was... It was just like a couple weeks later, I'd say, when he told me that he wore also. Um, and even then, like, that just didn't really phase me. I mean, I was just like, okay, that's fine. Um, and then I think it was another month or two before he actually wore them with me or around me. So he, the first time that he wore around me, I didn't even realize that he was wearing um so he just like went and changed and then we did our thing and then afterwards I realized he was wearing what do you mean he came out with hose on you guys had sex and you didn't even know he was wearing them is that what you're saying right it was dark Mm -hmm. there was a little bit of light but not a lot and Mm -hmm. I just didn't I don't I just wasn't paying attention I guess to that we were just doing other stuff he just kind of had him pulled down and yeah I didn't really i i realized that he was wearing something but i didn't realize that it was that it was pantyhose you know what i mean i yeah, I, yeah. I don't know it was i i just didn't really realize it till afterwards and even then i get that didn't really throw me off either and he meant we didn't talk about it or anything the next day he just brought it up that you know he said he was glad that that didn't throw me off and i was just, no i mean it didn't it didn't change what we were doing it didn't change the outcome so mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I get asked this all the time and I'm just like, I don't feel like it was anything mine. Yeah. But but the the next thing question would be is, does it eventually evolve? Because you guys have been together for a while. That's like, you Mm -hmm. know, the beginning of the story. Does it eventually evolve, like evolve, sorry, not involve, evolve Mm -hmm. into something that you actually get turned on? By, or is it still something that you just allow him to do because you're cool with it and you know he digs it but it doesn't really do anything for you so I think the only way that it turns me on is just that I am turned on by him being turned on okay so for yeah. me it's more so like having it be something that I know I can wear for him and it's something he enjoys that turns me on or the way I tease with it, like wearing it throughout the day, knowing that he enjoys it and that, you know, later we're going to have fun with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's the biggest thing um, that I just, yeah, I just like that he likes it. Otherwise, no, it doesn't turn me on. I mean, seeing him wear them isn't something that in its own is going to turn me on or me wearing them isn't something in its own that turns me on. It's just everything around it. Just knowing that he enjoys it and that it's something that we can do together. Now, were you someone, were you a girl like me 
that hated wearing hose and had, uh, you know, had them filed in your mind as like is something really annoying that maybe you have to wear every now and then for a wedding or something, but you and hate them? Or were you somebody that was wearing them anyway, like tights or whatever in your daily life before him? I didn't wear them often, but I also didn't hate them. Mm -hmm. So I do like the way that they look with certain outfits, especially, um, you know, in the fall and winter, it gets really cold here. So I would wear them with dresses and stuff um, just so I could wear my dresses in the summer and the winter as well. Uh, So I think, you know, I didn't hate them. I, he introduced me to better brands because I hate like the control top and I feel like that's all I could really find before it was like the control top like if you just go to a normal store and so I kind of had like a love-hate relationship with them for that yeah (laughs) like I liked the way they made some outfits look but I didn't like the way they felt Mm -hmm. and then he just kind of introduced me to better brands and now I have a I do actually have a different outlook on them now yeah I really or because of that me too. And I don't have a guy in my life that's a hoser, but I have like hundreds of them on my Patreon. And I, mm-hmm. when I first started my Patreon, I needed content for them, you know, because it was like a new thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do like reviews. And I started an Amazon wish list, and they all bought me all these different kinds. And I was shocked at the different right. brands and the different feel and how you know, I thought just like you, like, wow, you know, I always thought that pantyhose were this one thing. And I was really irritated by them because they weren't comfortable. I hate the way they felt around my stomach, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff that I think a lot of girls feel. But it's because I didn't know the, uh, the, that there were ones out there that didn't feel like that, that had no control top, that I could barely even feel around my stomach when I wore them, you know, and I needed right. a hoser to point that out to me, <laughs> you know. Right. Right? And then it changes. Right. Yes. I, it definitely changed for me, uh, just finding ones that fit better. And also, you know, then when we got into the Instagram side of it, I started to see them more as like a kind of like an art. I didn't realize it was such a big thing. So that definitely changed my perspective on them. But I never hated them before. Now that you know, though, when you first got with Bobby and you realize, I know that you said you knew guys thought they were kind of sexy, but I don't know that any girl really understands that it's a real big time fetish for a lot of guys. I'm Mm -hmm. wondering if you ever sensed or before or now sense now when you wear them, the attention you get or notice some guys looking at you and you could like spot a hoser from a mile away. I mean, do you feel like you see things differently now? Because you know. No, I don't. I don't really pay attention, I guess, to the way other people are looking at me or stuff. So I, I don't really notice that. I get asked that a lot too, though. Guys like to know, like if I get attention and I'm like, oh, really? If anything, you're just I've not noticing it. That's what you said. You're right, just not the type. Right. Anything, I am. I would notice more girls like saying something. Cause like I wear different, like I have a pair of, um, like emerald green ones that I wear with a dress and Mm -hmm. I get a lot of compliments on that from women, like other girls thinking that, you know, that's really cute. But as far as guys go, no, like I don't notice. You don't look, but you don't look. You're just like you said, you're not the type because I think that if you did, 
you would notice. I'm on high alert because of what I do. So mm-hmm. I do notice how guys look. I'll, you know, I'm like a stalker when I'm on the street. If I see a girl in front of me with hose, like then I'll start <laughs> to look to see if guys are looking at her. Like I'm always, yeah. you know, I'm, but I'm very analytical, you know, it's just my nature and not everybody's yeah. as psychotic as I am. So I get it. I mean, you're not, you don't really go out looking. Do you have any kind of, because you have this whole Instagram and now you're not mm-hmm. just dressing up for Bobby, you're dressing up for a lot of other guys. Is there any kind of turn on in that for you or are you just strictly doing it for the Instagram and all that kind of stuff? So no, it's not really, like I said, it's not really a turn on other than boosting my confidence. It is a confidence boost. Yeah. Um, It is good for my self-esteem. It's good for Bobby and I's sex life. So all of those things, you know, do translate to me being turned on. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like but a it, little bit of the exhibitionist yeah. in you, knowing that other people are looking and they're liking it. And Right, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I didn't think about that, the exhi- exhibitionist way of it. But yeah, yeah because I think anyone point. that puts themselves out, you would hope, okay, like that, as somebody's doing that. Or I would think on some level, everyone has a little bit of exhibitionist in them, even if it's for their ego standpoint, like you said. Like, I don't really, mm-hmm. it's more so like it makes, boosts my ego, but that's a part of it. And then you feel good and then you get more turned on or knowing that you're turning other people on. Because listen, you know, you're not on Instagram wearing your hose with your guy uh, for, you know, fashionistas to see it. You know, you are giving mm-hmm. guys woodies. I mean, at the end of the day, you right. are, that is what you're doing, right? Do you know that? <laughs> right. Yes. No, I know. <laughs> yes, I do know that. I know that's a big part of our audience and especially on my, my individual page, uh, it, it is on our shared page as well, but on our shared page, we also have a pretty big community of people who do like the relationship aspect of it. And yeah, of course. They sure. want they want what we have. They're asking us for advice. Mm-hmm. And that's really where we want to go with that one. Yeah. Is more so just building that community there. And I do notice that's, you know, the majority of our, what we have on that page. On my page, I am sexualized more. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. That's a good term page. for it. Yeah. That's the right term for it. Wait, what is your, your personal page? I don't know that I've ever given that out. I'll put your links, you know, in the description, but what is your personal page for people to find out where you're more quote unquote sexualized? <laughs> yeah. So mine is here for the hose mm-hmm. and that's just me on that one. Uh, on our shared page now, it's not, there's no individuals on that one anymore. It's all us together. So here for the hose is where it's just me. Yeah. And I was very surprised when I went back to see before I was speaking with Bobby again, that you guys were sort of out and proud all of a sudden. I mean, it was a difference in the first time I spoke with you guys when you were just on my Patreon. I mean, how did you feel about that decision? And do you have any kind of feelings about anyone finding out or anything like that? I don't care if I personally don't care if anyone finds out, if anything, I'm just really protective of him. Mm -hmm. So I don't tell people that we know and I don't tell friends or family because I'm protective of him and that's his thing. And I know not everyone is going to be kind to that kind of thing. Yeah. And they'll be judgmental. That's, that's cool of you to feel that way, you know, because that could, could happen. Yeah. What do you say? Right. And I mean, ultimately, this is like, 
it is our sex life, but it's not just about sex. Mm-hmm. And it really is about our relationship and accepting each other and helping other people to open communication more with their partners and to accept each other. And even if it's not your thing, even if you're not into it, you don't need to be mean about it. You don't judge somebody for it. And, you know, there are a lot of people that just don't feel accepted even by their partners. And I just don't think that's okay. So that's something that we are really promoting. And I just kind of got to the point that, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. And like I said, we're not doing anything wrong. So if someone finds out it is what it is, it's not going to ruin our lives or anything. Yeah. So you're just leading by example, which is amazing because you are helping people. I mean, I know that when I got wind of you guys, I forget how I was like, oh, this is the great, this is the couple to have on to speak to my audience because this is where everybody wants to be. Not that they need to have the Instagram thing and put their faces out there. Like you said, it's your sex life, but you guys are going the next step because you like helping people and you ultimately are. Not everyone's going to do that. That's okay. But like what you're really showing why I think it's important to have you guys speak to people is because this is like the, this is where everyone wishes they could be, you know, a, a hoser with a woman who completely accepts it. You know what I hear a lot from my hosers, uh, and I've heard from, uh, women is that, the the issue with the fetish sometimes when the woman's like, okay, I'm fine with it, it's that it becomes like the guy, they start to feel like, oh, that's all he likes is the hose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about me, it's about the hose. And they, you know, they're sort of pushing for it to too much. And then the woman starts to think it's taking away from who they are. Do you ever, is there any kind of moderation with you guys that you had to have? Did you ever feel that way? Or were you, are you fine to just be in hose every effing time or or is he able to be moderate about it because you're accepting? I don't know. So we always say that we use it to enhance our relationship and mm-hmm. not define our relationship. Mm-hmm. So we don't wear every time. We yeah. don't wear every day. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we, I don't even, I don't even think that we've actually had to be mindful of it. It's yeah. just, we, we just respect each other's, boundaries so like for him with me if I'm not wearing he's not going to tell me to wear or ask me to wear if I he knows that if I want to wear I will and you know if he asked me to that can be you know a fun foreplay thing too like if he asked me to that's fine but he doesn't ask me to every time and you know we don't it's not something that I've ever felt like he needs it to enjoy yeah, I guess if you really, th- yeah, I guess if you really think about it, it's probably, listen, they say like what you resist persists. So if somebody's mm-hmm. having to keep their pantyhose fetish down, the more they have to keep it down, probably the stronger the desire is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you probably have all different levels of that depending on how the woman feels about it. And you are on the opposite end of the spectrum. You have the woman that would never wear, doesn't even know. And then you are like, not only will you wear, you start a whole Instagram page, you're out and proud, you know, mm-hmm. you're going there. So he obviously gets his needs met and it's really and I think the reason why he doesn't have to push for it or anything is because he's he doesn't have he doesn't have that need because he's it's he's fully 
actual, you know, his fetish is like fully actualized. You know, you're not only mm-hmm. doing it in bed, you guys also are doing your Instagram page. So he's, you know, he's getting his fill then too, I'm sure, when you're taking pictures and when you're doing that and when you're gauging with the audience. I mean, he's really in it and he's probably, his cup is full of his fetish because you not only wear sometimes for him, but you also do your Instagram page and all this other stuff. And now you're helping people. So he's always fully involved in it. So he probably right. just has his fill, right? He really is. Right. You guys are going to be jealous of him. <laughs> <laughs> right. I definitely think that is a big part of it where he just, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't need it because he does, he does get it. And yeah. even if we go weeks without, I do go weeks without wearing mm-hmm. even, and that's not a problem. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that he knows I will wear. Yeah. He knows that we do have that. He has lots of photos to look at of me wearing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, he, he does still get that and I just don't feel pressured to wear them. I will say that before we started the Instagram and I started to notice more how far this actually went, Mm -hmm. that it's not just he enjoys looking at it. He enjoys wearing it. It's that he had, he owns a lot of pairs. Mm -hmm. You know, I realized that I realized he followed other, he followed Instagram accounts Mm -hmm. for it. And when I found those, my first thought was, I'm not wearing enough or I'm not doing enough and he, he needs this. Mm-hmm. And that was my first thought. But then, you know, and I also had that first like snap reaction of being like a little bit upset that he's following these other girls and watching them. And then I'm like, you know, that's just, I feel like that's just a reaction that's ingrained in us to feel. Yeah. And there's not actually anything wrong with it, with him doing that. Mm-hmm. And we just communicated about it. And that's a big part of this for us is just promoting communication because that helps these situations. And then, you know, once we communicated about it, that's when we started talking about doing the Instagram. And that's when I, when we started the Instagram was when I really started to enjoy it more. And now let me, how did that conversation go? What did he say to you that made you feel okay about it and like, you know, eased your mind? Because I think that that is really important in relationships. So many times, whether it's a woman or a man that's feeling a little insecure, you know, if you keep that to yourself, that kind of thing could eventually be poison in a relationship, you know, but instead you like went to him and said, Hey, listen, like that kind of freaks me out, you know, like you didn't feel, Mm -hmm. you felt somehow like it was, you took it personally and somehow he made you realize that it wasn't. And what did he say? Do you remember? Not exactly. I think the biggest thing with him is just, he's really, he's just really always reiterated that he doesn't, he doesn't need it from me. He doesn't um, enjoy our sex life any less or think I'm less attractive if I'm not wearing them. He's, he's always made that a point that he loves me and enjoys being with me without this too. Right. And that helped. And I don't, he's never, so the biggest thing is, you know, if our sex life would have been struggling or if he wasn't paying any attention to me or telling me I'm beautiful, but he's looking at other girls, that would be a problem. But that was never the case. Right. And, you know, listen, you want to know why that would have been, but you know why that would be a problem? Because on some level you would know 
that that was personal. It's because you guys weren't good. And I think that that's where, you know, people get stuck on, oh, that makes me feel terrible because they don't really want to look in the mirror and say like, oh, that's a sign of something's like really wrong and you have to do something about it. So, you know what I mean? Think about it. It's really, that's why you would be horrified because you would know that it actually is personal. But you guys, everything was great between you guys, but he's still looking. So then that has to be that that's just something else that he has to do, you know? Right. Right. It's just something he enjoys. Mm -hmm. And it, like I said, you know, we weren't struggling, so there wasn't any reason for me to take it personally. So then, you know, I started looking at these accounts more Then we started doing the accounts and I realized for him, it's not all sexual. Mm -hmm. He is not just sexualizing these other women. Yeah. He actually enjoys poetry. Like it really is. I really started to look at it as more of an art form. Like just the way people do their photos and, you know, the different styles and the shine and all of this. Like he just enjoys that. He enjoys the feel when he's wearing them. It's not all sexual for him. And that's all of this has really opened my eyes to that. And I think that's the case with the, the case with a lot of guys. Yes. I mean, I, more people. 100%. I mean, I think I just went there because that is a part of it. But yes, I mean, I see that more than as much as you do, because I have this whole Patreon page with hundreds of hosers on there talking about it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I could just talk about a pair of pantyhose and the shine and the feel and the color and say pantyhose tonight. And they just love it. And it's not necessarily mm-hmm. just like you said, the sexualized thing, because I've had people who make pantyhose on my show, you know, like manufacturers, like Mm -hmm. they want to hear it all. I mean, it's, it's not just like you said, the, when it comes to SEX, they want to know about it's all that stuff, which is, which is very important to point out. Let me ask you this, you know, the last 10 minutes, let's spend talking about, or are there any, cause like, you know, I asked a couple of times some questions and you're like, I get that question a lot. Are there other questions that you get that I haven't asked that you find a lot of guys are asking you on your Instagram page? Not that I can really think of right now. I know the biggest ones are just how I felt when he told me, how um, like how I really feel about guys wearing and if it turns me on. I get those questions the most. Other than that, I get how can they tell their partner about it or yeah. – how can they make their partner accept it? And my answer to that is always you can't make someone do anything. You really just have to communicate with them about it. And you can only do so much. You know, you can't make someone change their mind or want to do something. And the more, and we already kind of pushed, like we already kind of said this, that the more you push something, the less someone wants to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's really the only other big thing that I get. Right. And it, because listen, I think that, you know, he went into your relationship and he told you early on, correct? I mean, it wasn't like he waited. I think a lot of times it's harder when, if you've kept it a secret for a really long time, you know, you're married to someone 20 years and all of a, all of a sudden, how do you bring right. up this thing that they, that's you've had for 20 years, you know, they might look at you like, what the fuck else do you have that you're lying about? You know? <laughs> right. I think that's the, that's the other big thing that, you know, say it from the beginning, don't hide it because people don't like if, I mean, even a partner, they're not going to like if they feel like you've kept it a secret and that immediately turns them off from it. 
Right. And at that point, like it's a secret. Yeah. At that point, it's not just about what you're telling them. Like my mind, I know I would be like, wait, you know, if you lied about that or you've been keeping that, is is there anything else? You know, it's it definitely. And I think that that's a hard thing. And because a lot of people that I'm talking to, a lot of hosers are like in their 50s and 60s. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like they grew up in a time where you just couldn't have put that out on the table, you know. (laughs) Right. I was actually going to say that, too, that I've noticed a large you know, portion of our audience and following is men in their 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. And I think with younger generations, it's become more of a thing to talk about sex right away and talk about these things. And not a lot of stuff is as taboo as it once was. It's so different. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. A lot of these men have kept it from their partners or they just grew up in a different time and they didn't address it earlier because it wasn't talked about as much. And that does make it hard. I, I do think I do also notice you know some young men and younger people interested in it and those are the ones that I feel like are easier to be like just talk about it from the beginning because that is more common now yeah I just had a guy the 24 year old call in about cross-dressing and he's just totally out with his girl and he's 24 you know and she's cool with it and, and I put on mm-hmm. my uh, I I uh there's a band called Mainskin. I think that's the way you say it I love their music it's alternative music they're very popular you probably know half their songs if you just might not know their name um but they are just like rocking pantyhose they're wearing skirts makeup you know and they're like mm-hmm. all the rage and yeah. I, you know you see Harry Styles wearing kilts or something I don't know they're always talking about that shit and I just feel like a lot of these young the younger generation are really out and proud and a lot of the people mm-hmm. in the media you know you see these celebrities they you know they're doing it and that, that helps other people realize it's okay and so I do think it's a very different world I wouldn't have half the callers you know 50 years from now I wouldn't have a show you know <laughs> there would be nobody <laughs> needing to call in and talk about their secret lives or remain anonymous you know because they don't it's it's just it's a different time, but there are still a lot of people, like you say, 40s, 50s, 60s, that they grew up in a different time and they do need uh, help and they do want to know it's a possibility and they do, you know, want to see like a, a couple like you can really help them, even though it's a different scenario that they have to mm-hmm. tell somebody out. But, you know, I've heard people tell, you know, I have had those stories on where somebody comes out and puts it on the table and their girl accepts it. Um, but I think right. when you show that you are a woman and you're accepting of it, it always gives somebody else hope that their girl would be as open and as cool as you. Let's end with you telling about, like, what are your favorite brands and colors? So one of our favorite brands and what's become one of my favorite brands is Sony Panda. I know we've talked about her a lot. She, I just think fit wise and then all of her styles and colors are always great. Other than that. I don't that, think he talked, we talked about Sony Panda on the first yeah. episode, but he did brought up uh, Casadonia tights that he liked and stuff, but I don't think me and him talked about Sony Panda. So why don't you just explain that? Because I feel like I've tried to get her on my show and I don't know that I heard back from her, but I think that she's, uh, I wonder if my hosers know about her. They might already, but if not, Explain what she does because she was someone that you found on Instagram, but then became close with her, right? And yes, yeah. So she, the big message for her is inclusivity and 
she supports men wearing and she shows men wearing as part of her advertising. And that's a big thing for us. I know he was following her before we started our Instagram for that reason too. Mm-hmm. And so for her, it's not just the fit and the styles that she has It's her whole message and, you know, just who she is as a person that makes me really like her brand. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, yeah, she's really great. And She's just so supportive of everyone. And she makes her own pantyhose. I mean, did she She didn't start out that way, right? She was more of a model, and then she decided, because she built such a large following, to actually start making them herself. Is that correct? She was a reviewer. So she had a blog, and she reviewed okay. pantyhose. And mm-hmm. then I think she just started, I think she just started noticing that she had a lot of men yeah. that were following and that they wear too. And so she started her whole brand based on breaking the stigma of men wearing as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Ahead of her time, I'm sure, because it's not like she just started this, right? I mean, this was a while ago. Oh, yeah. I think she's been going for, I don't I don't know how long. I think four or five years, maybe longer even. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's great. She was kind of my first, the first like friend, I guess, that I made in this Instagram world and you know, getting to know people. So she was, she's really good. And you like her hose at Sony Panda. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hers are, hers are great. The fit. So I'm, I'm short and I have like, you know, bigger thighs and a bigger butt. So I struggle (laughs) with (laughs) finding banios that fit. These more higher end brands rarely fit me well. So it's really nice when I find a brand that almost always fits me across the board. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, that's a huge thing for me. And then I know there are some other ones that I want to try for that reason as well. Like I just snag, I keep hearing good things about, and I want to try brands like that. Snag? Uh, other than, yes, mm-hmm. snag. And They're with, really big on the size inclusivity. So that's one I want to review. And colors, you're just down for all different types. I know that you said you wore like a green ones once and you get a mm-hmm. lot of compliments. You like to be like fashionable and try all different kinds of the colors. Right. So yeah, we try, we, I think we're kind of known for wearing a lot of different colors. Mm -hmm. Uh, We, our feed is pretty colorful as far as what we wear. I don't always wear the colorful ones out. I Mm -hmm. have a couple that I do, but typically if I'm wearing them out, I'm wearing black. That's my go-to, but I like to do photos in all of the different colors. So yeah, but I do think my green ones are my favorite. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. Send me a pic for my Patreon of you and the green one so they could see what you're talking about. So listen, give it your shout out for your Instagram, your personal one, as well as your, your, uh, you know, the couple one. And of course, I'll put the links in the description as well. Give your all your shout outs of all your stuff. Yeah, so our couple Instagram, the one of us together is love and nylon. And now that our original page got shut down, it is love dot and dot nylon so um I hate that but it is what it is and then my personal one that's just my journey is here for the hose Mm -hmm. that's all one word for that one and you know the love and nylon is where you're going to find just photos of the two of us and where we talk more about our relationship and how we incorporate this into our marriage and our life And then the here for the hose, that one is more about 
me trying different brands as somebody who's kind of new to it and as somebody with a curvier body type. And I'm really trying to go with the body inclusivity and, you know, breaking the stigma. I do also talk about breaking the stigma with men wearing on that page as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's really my biggest thing. That one is really kind of, I've tried to keep that one kind of separate from love and nylon where it has a little bit different of a message for me. It's more about being confident and with, you know, embracing my body and all of that. So that's awesome. I will put, I'm going with that one. That's awesome. I will put all your links in the description. Like I said, they called in. You guys called in before. I have another episode with the both of you guys on together Mm -hmm. over my Patreon if people want to go hear it. Uh, But I thought it was important to have you guys on an episode that I put out to my larger audience, which is on my podcast, because I think it's important. Uh, You guys, I think it's great that you guys started that Instagram because there is a big need. And I'm sure you see that by all the DMs that you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this kind of information and to and and a and a role model couple like you guys, so thanks for coming on again. <laughs> the both of, of course. you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send me a pic of you in the the green ones for my Patreon, and I will include all the links to all your stuff as well in the description. So thanks again, Jordan. I will, of course. Thank you. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.